come with me to meet with Jesus. He's touched your heart and he's drawing you to come and be with him. Inside you know there's something that is going to help you through. He's asked you to come to the River Jordan. Set out on your journey with mixed emotions. You don't know whether to expect something good or something that's going to be very painful because you know that inside you have a lot of fear anxiety. You walk towards this place that only he can guide you. There's lots of greenery around. The wind seems to be intensifying and it's blowing you to and fro. But through the trees you can see the river this special river and then as you get closer you see Jesus sitting there waiting for you he's on the bank and the river's flowing extremely fast the winds howling through the trees at an incredible knock, whistling as it goes. Jesus stands up and greets you, gives you a big hug and says, I'm pleased to see you. I'm glad you came. I'm glad you listened to my voice on the inside. stand there and clothes slapping you all around. The wind is so fierce. It's violent. Everything is so loud that you can hardly hear his voice above the noise. But Jesus, with apparently no consciousness, Then he explains that when someone is baptised, they become a new creation. And in a sense, there's a type of baptism going to be happening to you today. 
you feel the cold wind on your body and you feel nervous as you think ahead of what might be going to happen yet at the same time just being with Jesus gives you confidence confidence that you can go through anything Jesus turns to you and reassures you that you are going to become a new creation today. You're here because you want to overcome your fear and the anxiety that overwhelms you so often. You get so anxious and fearful sometimes. And sometimes you don't even know where it comes from, or even for that matter where it goes. It just appears from nowhere. But sometimes it's just so unbearable that you find it very hard to just keep going. You so want to be relieved of this. This fear has been going on for such a long, long time. And it's taken you a while to even get to this place where you're willing to work with Jesus to get rid of it. Lots of things have happened in your life to stop you getting here. But then lots of things have happened to help you get to this place. You look around at the raging river and Jesus asks you to look across, away off in the distance. You see what Jesus calls your promised land. Your promised land is where there's peace and joy and abundance of love, caring and everything good. It's a place where you're totally taken care of and you feel completely relaxed. And in this place, there's no fear or anxiety. You wonder what has your promised land got to do with your fear? doesn't seem to connect. Jesus turns to you again and simply says, it's got a lot to do with it. You'll soon see.
You search your heart, think as you look. Have I seen this place before and been too fearful to enter? Or go there? Something deep inside tells you It must have been when you were very young, or maybe it was in your dreams, or maybe it was just a knowing that you were born with, a knowing that there has to be a place of perfect peace. Without you speaking out any of these thoughts, Jesus answers what you're thinking. He says, this is what the Israelites did. For generations I'd promised the Israelites a special land that was flowing with what I call milk and honey. In time, Moses came on the scene and took them out of slavery began to lead them to this special land. When they were close, twelve spies went out to the land to check it out on behalf of the whole nation. And ten came back saying it was everything they had expected it to be. But it was impossible to take the land because giants lived there. The whole nation, unfortunately, believed this negative report. And fear overcame them. Fear won that day. Because they would not overcome their fear and trust me, they were then destined to wander around the wilderness for 40 years. Your fear, he says to you, has made you live in a type of wilderness. But I'm here now to take you through and you've willingly come to me to go there. He asks you, what or who are the giants in your life that you're scared of? I want you to bring to mind some of those things that you fear. It may be certain people that you know. It may be something traumatic in your past that makes you fear it may happen again. It may be fear of the unknown or something 
like fear of flying. Whatever it is, I want you to bring it to mind now with me right beside you. As you look at your fear, you see it begin to fade. It starts to turn grey and see-through. The voices and the sounds get softer. You begin to feel a weight being lifted and a newfound freedom in your body. The image that you're looking at, the sounds and the feelings continue to fade until it's totally disappeared. And then Jesus, still looking at you, says, That's how my power works. As long as you are with me, this fear will stay away. It's my love that chases away the fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. He says, what do you want in your life that you don't have now? I've put things right deep in your heart that you know you're meant to have. As you do, in your imagination, you can see a silver ball come up out of you like a big bubble and float up and away until it goes right out of sight across the other side of the river. And even though wind is roaring around, it doesn't seem to be able to take that bubble off track. It's going there. And in that, you feel a quiet confidence. What do you see when you look across the river, Jesus asks? What are you doing? And strangely, you can look, and even though it's a long way across, you can see people, and you can see even yourself. You see how contented you are, 
how happy, how smiling you are. It's not windy. It's not overcast over there. The sun's shining and it's very, very beautiful. The people around you are happy. And they hug you. And make you feel totally content. Jesus says, what will it mean to you if you get to the other side? Will it mean a lot or a little? In other words, do you have to give up anything to get there? Are there thoughts, feelings, ideas, ideals, anything standing in your way? If there are, he says, you need to just allow them to go right now. Let them just drop off. Let them come up and drop away. And just be blown away with the wind. What are people saying to you over there? On the other side? Are they encouraging you? Are they saying, I love you? Are they grateful for the things that you do and the person that you are? Do they love your sense of humor and your wit? Do they just love you for who God's created you to be? Yes, yes, yes to all of that. You can see it over there. You can feel it. You can just about touch it. You know what it's like and you want to get there. And you look at the river and fear rises again. And you wonder, can you make it across the river? It's very deep and it's in flood at the moment. And as you look, you see huge branches and even dead animals rushing past you in the waves and through the wind and through the torrents. Fear rises up again and almost overwhelms you. You think, why am I here? Do I really want to reach this place? But then, as you think, you know the whole of your life has culminated in this point at this time. Jesus says Joshua saw his promised land 40 years before he finally entered. He was fearful the first time that he saw it and fearful again just before he entered. But he didn't let the fear stop him. He trusted me. And I went with him. And once we were in and across that river, the fear left him. It's the same with you. Trust me.
we'll go across together. And the fear will leave you. He turned and he said, Take your shoes off. Now's the time to enter the river. You hesitantly take them off. You look around the water and you think you may never make it. Jesus says, stay there for a while on the bank and watch me. And he steps off the bank into this raging river and you think he's going to get carried away with the current. But to your amazement, the flow slows down and just eventually stops. Then standing in that riverbed, he holds his hand out to you and encourages you to come with him. You look in amazement, almost not believing what your eyes see. And then for a while, courage just overpowers you. You feel so confident, you step off the bank and you start to follow him. The wind is still raging. It's cold. But over in the distance, you can still see that special place. The river has stopped flowing, but your heart is still pumping with mixed emotion. Is it courage or fear, maybe even just anxiety? She walk across without telling him. Jesus seems to know exactly how you feel. He stops and puts his arm around you, looks deep into your eyes and reminds you that he is with you. You're not doing this alone and you never will have to ever. He's always with you when you feel like this. You continue walking. It seems like ages looking at the rough muddy ground. Being careful not to step on any sharp rocks or sticks that protrude the mud. The thick mud squelches up between your toes, but it feels soothing and soft. There are paddles, sticks and rocks and mud everywhere. You both chat as you walk. He says, the only way to overcome your fear is to exercise your faith in me. He explains, faith is getting to know me intimately, 
listening to me and reading about me and therefore having confidence in what I say to you both in your heart and in what you read. This is exactly what Joshua had to do. You can read it for yourself. He heard me speak to him, but initially didn't have the confidence that what I said to him would come to pass. But even though he was afraid, he followed what I said. He was a mighty man of God. And so are you. Jesus reassures us all. And he reassures you right now. You can feel his touch. It's warm and comfortable. And you feel a peace come over you. Part of you is thinking, why do I have to do this and feel like this just to get to my promised land? Jesus answers again your thinking. It's simple. He said, I need to renew your mind. Fear can be rational or irrational. You learn how to fear from your parents, your teachers, and people around you. Rational fear is things like don't touch the fire and don't run across the road in front of cars. Irrational fear is thinking something though that is the truth, that is really a lie. Irrational fear is the fear that Satan puts in your way to stop you. To stop you doing the things that I want you to do. The things that are going to make you feel good about your life. When you listen to me in your heart and do what I suggest, you'll overcome Satan and therefore your fear simply by putting your trust in me. This is exercising your faith. You take a deep breath as you're still walking and your fear just subsides as you listen to the truth that Jesus is speaking. It's as if you're hearing it for the very first time. Even though the wind is cold, your body is warm. It's warm from the inside out. The air seems to be getting clearer. The sky is not as overcast as it was. It seems to be that the sun is shining. Jesus says, do you trust me? And you answer, yes, Lord, I do trust you. 
He says, look up and look ahead. As you do, you see clearly, crystal clear, your promised land. Radiant shafts of light illuminate everything as if you're seeing clearly and in detail for the very first time in your life. This is the place you so want to be. This is what you want to feel like for the rest of your life. You cling to it. You take it in and you absorb it into every cell of your body. And you allow it to just stay there. You see now the fruition of your innermost dreams and desires right there in front of you. The promised land, your special promised land. The wind stops. There's silence. You feel overjoyed. What you've taken in the truth that Jesus has spoken has not only warmed every single cell of your body and positioned itself in every cell. It's created an overpowering, overwhelming joy that just bubbles up right out of you. You finally reach the other side and you sit down on the bank, refreshed and joyful. As you look, Jesus unexpectedly walks back into the riverbed and he does something quite strange. You sit and watch. He collects some stones as big as huge building blocks and carries them one by one over to near where you're sitting. And he stacks them in a pile. And he creates what he calls a monument. You wonder what he's doing. But sit there quiet. As soon as he's completed the monument and remains on the bank, the river starts flowing again. Yet from where you're sitting, there's no wind. It's just sunlight and peacefulness. air is still and it's warm. You ask him what's the meaning of this monument that you've just created? Then he tells you that this monument is so you will remember how he brought you across the river to your promised land. 
It's also so that when others ask you how you overcame the fear and anxiety, you'll be able to remember the monument and be able to teach them how to do it also. He looks at you with those penetrating eyes again and asks you then to look at the stones and count them. You count seven. He says, there's one for every day of creation. And all the effort that it has taken you to get here. The seventh day is for now that you are able to rest. You have finally entered into my rest. You lay back and take your rest, gratefully remembering what you've just come through. You take deep breaths. And as you do, Jesus says, come back to me at any time. Any time you lose your rest and become fearful. And I'll take you again across to your promised land.